Hey folks and welcome to the Blue Light Podcast. This is the place to discover all you need to know about the police recruitment process um, in the United Kingdom and increasingly beyond as I start getting contact calls and uh, requests for information from people from all over the globe. And that's amazing. So if you're listening to this from outside the United Kingdom, welcome to the podcast and welcome to Blue Light. So I'm Brendan from Blue Light and over the past several years I've been coaching and supporting people for the police recruitment process. Uh, with a lot of success, a good 4,000 plus people are now in the constabulary as a result of my support. Something I'm really proud of. You know, just having the honour of having that kind of impact on people's lives is just quite simply amazing. Um, they do the hard work, I show them the way. Uh, so, what's today's podcast all about? Well, I was going to do one on the different routes into the police service. But if you're watching this, uh, listening to this, I should say, um, in the third week of March 2020, you'll know that we're in the midst of a global pandemic. Coronavirus is sweeping across the world. How it's going to end up, I don't know. Um, but the message from the police service is quite clear. We are still recruiting. They can't afford not to recruit. The numbers are needed more now than ever. And over the next three years, they need to recruit just over 50,000 police officers. And on a success rate of 1 in 10, that's about half a million people that are going to need to apply to join the police service. So you can't just put everything on hold like they used to be able to do in the austerity period that started 10 years ago. But the problem with the police recruitment process is for the past few decades, I mean, since I joined in 1985, it's very much relied on a face-to-face -face process. So face-to-face -face assessment, face-to-face -face interview. And that is not really going to manage itself throughout the next few months. Indeed, the way we recruit may change a lot as a result of the coronavirus pandemic. We need to get used to a new normal. I hear that phrase knocked around a lot, the new normal. No one knows what the new normal is going to be, but I've got some predictions here based on what's actually happening in some forces and what I believe will need to happen in other forces and at the College of Policing. So, first of all, a little bit of advice about what's currently going on, um, the current picture. So police recruitment is continuing. I've had an offline conversation on Twitter with the Chief Constable of the College of Policing, Mike Cunningham, who said that police recruitment is his number one priority. Now, I rather suspect he's got a few number one priorities, but I'm quite sure it's in his top three or top five, and that's certainly where it needs to be. Dave Thompson, Chief Constable of West Midlands Police on Twitter as well this week, said we're still recruiting. Um, and other forces as well are putting out that message that we're still recruiting. They've got to work out how to do this, though. So Mike Cunningham from the College of Policing did say this week that the assessment centres will continue, but in the same format, but with some cautionary measures put in place. But I can't see how that's going to continue, especially as we're at the start of that curve that's going to take us into serious pandemic uh, stages of the um, breakout of coronavirus. Um, if you think about the way the assessment centres are constructed and run, about 25 candidates will turn up. There will be 8 to 10 assessors and role players and people managing the process. And you go around this carousel of um, uh, different assessment uh, stages. 
whether it be the role plays, the interviews, the written exercise, and you'll do that in small groups. So it's a bit of a coronavirus carousel when you think about it. And it doesn't matter how much you do social distancing, you are still going to come into contact with lots and lots of people. And the assessors and the role players are going to come into contact with lots and lots of people. Far more people than they would if they were working an operational shift as a police officer. And a lot of those assessors are going to be 60 plus because they are people who joined in the 80s or maybe even the 70s and have retired from the service. A lot of the assessors are quite old. And because the College of Policing doesn't want people to do this all year round, it needs people to do it for 10 weeks every now and then, broken up across the year. Who else is going to be able to do that except for retired police officers? So a lot of them are going to fall into the vulnerable category. So I'm not quite sure how they're going to be able to continue to do it. I'm expecting this week or maybe next week the College of Policing to say that from this point onwards, the assessment centres are going to have to come to a temporary stop. But does that necessarily mean that the police recruitment process has got to stop? I don't believe it does mean that because there's all sorts of different ways you can do the different stages of the recruitment process online using things like Zoom meetings, Skype, although I think Skype's a bit of a clunky instrument these days. Um, Zoom meetings is just brilliant and you can record the whole meeting so you've got evidence uh, that you could present to an assessor so the assessor wouldn't even need to be there. You just present that evidence to an assessor who assesses everything offline without the pressure of having to have an assessor in the room at the same time. So there's so many benefits to systems like this. And some forces are already recognising that. So whilst Devon and Cornwall Police have cancelled their interviews for direct entry detectives this week, other forces such as Diffid Powers Police have invited their candidates to still attend a final interview, but instead of the final interview being run at police headquarters, it's going to be run at police headquarters and the comfort of your own home. So even if you're self-isolating, you can still attend that interview. Now, they've taken out their intended role play and why they're introducing another role play into the process in the first place, I do not know. I don't know what the rationale for that would be because... If you've got to that stage, you've already gone through role plays at the assessment centre. But in any case, that's gone. And now it's just the interview. So these have been conducted via Skype now. And like I said, I think Skype's probably not the best vehicle. But it's, if it's the one they're using, great. And it's more innovative than a lot of other forces who've just stopped doing their interviews. Because we can't do them face to face. It's too risky. We don't have to. I mean, for years now, I've been coaching and supporting people, individuals and groups using Zoom webinar, using Messenger. And I do all of that from a converted summer house at the bottom of my garden. I developed Blue Light years ago to deliver the Certificate of Knowledge in Policing, which is a qualification that some forces still require before you can join. I put 1,600 people through it. Actually, I didn't. I had a team of about 20 people. That's why I stopped doing it, by the way, because I didn't leave the police, retire from the police to be managing a team of 20 people again. Um, so, But we used to deliver that very successfully online, including online assessments, including online exams. Get that. We did online exams up to six people at a time, and it's perfectly acceptable the way we did it with all the measures we put in place to both the College of Policing, because we were an approved centre for them, and also Skills for Justice Awards, who were the awarding body for the qualification. And I did all of that, not from a summer house, 
uh, at the bottom of the garden because I didn't live in the same house then. But I did it in a converted box room in our old house. The technology is there, folks. And you can do that technology from a shed at the bottom of your garden. Um, no, my daughter keeps saying, no, it's not a shed, Daddy. It's a summer house. Well, it's a shed, really. So um, if I can do it from here, then why can't others do it from elsewhere? Well, indeed, different, different powers police are. Uh, Nottinghamshire Constabulary, Nottinghamshire Police are doing similar. So I've been working with Nottinghamshire Police now for a few months, supporting their positive action programme. I've had about 120 of their candidates to join the police and go through my kind of support. And uh, very successfully, actually, we've got some great results. Uh, the aim is, is to ensure that Nottinghamshire Police truly represents the communities that it's a part of. And um, they, they really are um, so dedicated to that. And that's the only reason I'm working with them, because other forces have asked me to do the same, and I've said no, because it's just been a box-ticking exercise. With Nottinghamshire, it's not. Anyway, the innovation I expect from Nottinghamshire is there. They are running their Meet the Police uh, introduction to the police, Get to Know the Police events, to try and encourage you to apply to join them via webinar. So... If you want to find out more about that, actually, I've, I've posted some links to those events in the Blue Light Police Recruitment Support Group. This is a Facebook group. So if you go to Facebook and just search under groups for Blue Light Police Recruitment Support Group, uh, you should find it. Ask to join because it's a closed group. Tell me why you want to join and invariably I will allow you to join. There's almost 10,000 people in that group now. Um, this week, I think we'll probably hit 10,000, which will, frankly, just be amazing. There's about 3,000 posts every week. Uh, sorry, about three, uh, 300 posts every week and over, over 3,000 comments or likes or such like uh, reactions to those posts. Goodness, if there's 3,000 posts, I, re I really won't be able to keep up with it. Um, so please do join that group. It's an amazing group. Uh, you get a, a really good insight into what's happening in the police recruitment process and what's, what will happen once you're in your initial training as a student officer. Anyway, what's the new normal going to look like? Well, I think the assessment centres are going to have to come to a stop over the next week or two. But that doesn't mean to say they have to come to a stop. It just means that they could be run in a completely different way. If I can do most of these things from a shed at the bottom of the garden, I'm quite sure the College of Policing can facilitate something that's even more whiz-bang. So if you think about the assessment centre, currently there's um, maths and verbal reasoning tests that form a really small part of the percentage, and the new version of the assessment centre, the day one, the maths test and the verbal reasoning test are both gone. Because most forces want a level two qualification GCSE in maths and English. So you've already demonstrated your capability and your competence in that field. So why are you being tested again? So get rid of those. Similarly, with the written exercise, some forces have already got rid of the written part of the assessment centre. West Yorkshire Police have done that. Greater Manchester Police did that. Not quite sure if they've reintroduced it. Uh, the Metropolitan Police, before they adopted the day one, they got rid of the written exercise because the problem with the written exercise is it causes a lot of people with English as a second language to fail. So uh, it's got a big adverse impact 
um, on those people who are black, Asian, minority, ethnic, and people especially who have English as a second language. So a lot of forces have got rid of it for that reason. So ditch that bit as well. If you've got a level two qualification in English, you've demonstrated your capability to write proficiently at the level required. So get rid of that bit, which only leaves role plays and interview. These are the two parts that attract the biggest segment of the marks at the assessment centre anyway. So the interview, there's no reason why that can't be done via the medium of Zoom um, with the assessor either assessing at the time or recording the interview and offline someone else assesses it. So that could introduce a a really good level of reliability and uh, validity there in terms of um, assessment processes because you've got someone completely independent who's marking the whole interview. What else could we do? Well, at this moment in time, uh, the role plays are such that you have five minutes preparation and then five minutes to deal with the role player. And each one of those role plays is such that you have to deal face-to-face with someone who's making a complaint to you in your role as a customer services officer at an imaginary shopping centre. So those complaints are all complaints that could be morphed very easily into a complaint that is being handled online via Zoom, via Skype, via Messenger, because forces aren't doing enough of that already. They're doing a little bit there. They're doing telephone calls, but why aren't they doing more face-to-face contact with people reporting crime via Skype? Some forces probably are. I'm just not aware of it, but there's no reason why the role-play stage could not be conducted that way. Give them the preparation to do an hour before. So you've got your role-play starting at 1,400 hours, you'll be doing four role-plays, um, and each one of those role-plays will be assessed at a later date by an independent assessor, and here are the role-plays to prepare for. So you could send them out via an automated email at 1 o'clock, for two o'clock start role plays or just give them the information now and tell them prepare for these role plays um and then you know you've got uh, the ability to be able to run the assessment center completely offline now okay it's going to have some logistical challenges to it but you know this is the time for the new normal this is a time for innovation this is a time for those logistical challenges to be met head on and not just to say okay, well, we can't run them because it involves face-to-face contact because the police need to recruit still. So I'm going to be watching carefully and be updating everyone over the next few weeks as to exactly what that process looks like. I'd be very disappointed if the College of Policing turn around and say that they're cancelling the assessment centres because they can't run them. That's an easy get-out there's got to be another way. There's got to be another way to allow forces to continue to recruit. Because if they do that, they will stranglehold all forces and stop them recruiting. Because at this moment in time, actually, I don't think it's legislation. I don't think you have to. But all forces do, except for the non-home office forces, send their candidates to either the day one assessment centre, that's the new version, or the search assessment centre. It's time for a change. It's time for the new normal. What that might look like depends on how innovative and creative the College of Policing and Forces can be. How much they want to push things into 2020, actually, because 
if I was leaving school and found that I was just going to these sort of clunky face-to-face assessment centres, I'd be scratching my head thinking, what's this all about? Why, why is there an assessor sat in the room? Why, not, why aren't they doing it remotely? Prison service do that, and it makes it far more authentic and far more realistic. It's time for a change. The way they've done police recruitment has been pretty much the same since I joined in 1985. It's time for a change. It's time to do things differently. It's time to look at other sectors and see what they do. Because a lot of other sectors, they do all of their interviewing via Zoom or other mechanisms that record a meeting like that, where the face-to-face interaction is just different. That's all it is. And if you want some tips on what that different might be, well, I've been doing this now for years with my clients. I've been doing webinars over Zoom. I've been doing one-to-ones over Zoom. And there's a lot to get used to that's just different from that face-to-face contact. So how you position your camera, lighting, what you wear, what the background involves, making sure there's no background noise that's going to be disturbing you, making sure simple things like your phone's switched off. Uh, Or someone's not going to come in and say, Hi, Dad! (laughs) You know, one of those embarrassing moments. There's something on Twitter today of um, a woman having a business meeting over... Uh, Zoom, and uh, her partner walks in just wearing his underpants and a T-shirt. And he's so shocked that her business colleagues are seeing him that he walks into a wall and falls backwards. That would be deeply embarrassing, wouldn't it? So um, if you want to know more about how to prepare for the new normal, I've already put out on YouTube and in the Facebook group a long video. It's about 20 minutes long, but well worth watching. And it tells you how to prepare for the new normal all the things that you need to consider that aren't going to cost you anything. They're just common sense things. But actually, they're not that common sense because if you've not been in that world, then you don't know what the common sense is. And you might position yourself completely... Well, it's not that it's wrong. It's just not going to come across as professional as it could be. So there you go, folks. Um, How are we going to prepare for the new normal? I mean, you might be listening to this in a few months' time thinking... Ah, you're wrong, Brendan. None of that happened. Well, you might be thinking, in a few months' time, if you're listening to this in a few months' time, thinking, yeah, you're spot on there, Brendan. You're spot on. I think I might be spot on. I think things are going to change a lot. I think the coronavirus, COVID-19, although tragic, uh, although people are going to lose their, have lost their loved ones and are going to continue to lose their loved ones before time, it's awful. But what will come out of it is a completely different new normal. It's time to start getting ahead of the curve, folks. Start thinking about it. Start planning for it. Please do let me know what you think. Um, Join the Facebook group and drop me a line. Get involved in the conversation. Uh, Get involved in that community. Oh my goodness, what an amazing community it is. No matter what you are struggling with in terms of police recruitment, someone else has struggled with it as well. There's someone else there to help you. I rarely post anything in there. I, mean, I just post my thoughts, my ideas, uh, videos on how to prepare for various aspects of the recruitment process. We've got some great moderators. We've got over 100 mentors who will help support you, no matter what part of the world you're from. Increasingly, we're seeing people from different parts of the world come and join that community. This is a community that's so niche. I mean, how many communities do you know on Facebook that provide just for those people who want to join the police service? Let's start making this international, folks, now. Um, I look forward to hearing from more of you from across the globe. 
I look forward to discovering more about different types of recruitment process to get into the police. And I look forward to finding out what the new normal is going to be for you. So until next time, folks, this is Brendan from Blue Light. Stay safe in these very, very challenging and difficult times. Look out for yourself. And if you're operational already as a police officer or working in the police sector or any of the emergency services, I doth my cap to you. Serious kudos to you. The What I'm seeing from my old colleagues and people who are in the police service now is just, frankly, amazing dedication. Keep it up, folks. You really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for your service. Keep it going, and I'll speak to you next week. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>